This is Hitting the Mark. Conversations with founders about the intersection of brand clarity and startup success. With your host, brand strategist and author, Fabian Geierhalter. Really, to me, it's about communication. And I, I think communication obviously is important in, in everything we do, from, from within our company to uh, conversations internally as well as with consumers. It's really all about the proper communication and getting that message out there and making the, the consumer, as we are a consumer brand, uh, feel comfortable in what they're doing. And it's, it, it's a continuing, I don't think you can ever uh, say, okay, we've done it. We've accomplished what we wanted to. I think it's a continual process that we'll be doing uh, you know, for the next 25 years. This was Larry Birnbaum, co-founder and CEO of ShopWarn, the e-commerce platform for customers who want to be the first to own authentic, unused luxury products while doing good for the environment. A fascinating proposition, one that challenges luxury brands as well as consumers to do something they used to be reluctant to do. It is also a two-sided marketplace, which is always fascinating from a brand perspective, as there are suddenly two stakeholders that the brand voice and image need to attract and engage. Needless to say, an episode well worth your time. But before we dive in, I'd like to remind you that I have a place for you to support the show and to help keep it advertising free while becoming part of a group that meets virtually once a month where I give brand advice and we share our branding know-how amongst each other to create greater success in our creative or startup businesses. We have only eight slots left as of this recording. So to join us, head on over to patreon.com slash hitting the mark. And now, without further ado, over to my inspiring conversation with Larry. Welcome to the show, Larry. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to be here. Oh, it's so great to have you. Um, back in, I believe it must have been 2016, you and your brother started selling shop-worn store display. Um, so there's a luxury brand goods like, like Gucci. Um, so picture a high-end watch, for instance, at a huge discount, helping brands move their unsold inventory while giving customers a huge discount and sometimes the, the, the ability to get something that they otherwise wouldn't be able to attain. Um, I hope I, I hope I, uh, that's a good synopsis. <laughs> Tell us. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a good synopsis, a, a little concise, but, um, well, we, we'll get more, a, we'll get more, more into, it. into it. We'll explore it. Of course. Of course. <laughs> well, tell us, tell us a little bit about, about how the idea came about and, 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 and how the venture started. So what's, what, what's, what's interesting is I didn't think of this until many, many years after we started Shopworn. But when I first started the, my career as an entrepreneur, as a, as a partner with my brother, um, we were in the clothing business, in the fashion clothing business. And this was really at the start of the internet. So there weren't uh, price comparison apps and things of that nature. And we used to drive around other than our our main suppliers which may have been uh uh you know ralph loren closeouts tommy hilfiger things of that nature we used to drive around to major department stores all along the eastern seaboard 
we would travel other places. And when they had their end of year clearance sale, we would actually get a call from the manager of the store. Hey, Larry, hey, Rich, um, uh, our clearance starts tomorrow. If you want to be here at 10, the store opens at 11. Hmm. You can take whatever you want. <laughs> you know, now you see people going to Marshalls and here and there, and they're scanning with their app and saying, oh, I can sell this on Amazon and make 10 bucks a piece. So before the concept ever really existed, I was doing it. I just didn't know it. <laughs> but fa fast forwarding to um, uh, to October 2015, which is when uh, ShopWall was born, uh, we just realized that due to varying uh, varying things that can go on in the world, political uncertainty, war, uh, 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 Zika, now we have, of course, COVID, that lots of regions, lots of stores uh, placed orders and then didn't have, uh, for whatever the reason was, the tourists, uh, people didn't come in and buy that item. And the stores really needed a place, a way to move that merchandise to make room for the following season's goods as well as we felt that the, the luxury industry was really missing a, uh, a platform, an avenue to move goods where they're sold for what they are, which truly is shop-worn. Those goods have been in a store at the retail level and didn't sell for whatever the reason, whether the style just wasn't a hit or, or people just... Uh, you know, didn't travel uh, for, for whatever the reason is. And um, we really thought that the, uh, the luxury space needed someone to fill that gap because for years, the, the goods were taken back by the, by the manufacturers and then dumped into the market and sold as, sold as brand new, which they're not. One something is at a retail level store. It's really not brand new anymore. Yeah. Yeah, and that that was the impetus to uh, to the existence of Shopworn and 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 selling this idea to the brands to the luxury industry. And it wasn't an easy sell, but as we kept pushing it, and they saw how we handled things, and that we were true to our word, it kept gaining traction. And you know, here we are today, seven years later, and uh, the way the world is going today, and the way these luxury markets today and the brands are now accepting the internet because they never did in the early years it just makes 2023 a great opportunity for shopworn to um, expand brand partnerships and working with our partners as well as gain new ones how do you not compete with the brands you are reselling at a steep discount so because we never sell in line product we are we are we are we are not a brand uh a brand a damager we are someone who wants to work with the brand so we only sell items from previous seasons there's a reason that the consumer is getting this item at a more aggressive price than regular retail. And that's because it's from a past season. And that's the message that we need to and do uh, convey to all our, all our consumers. There's a reason for it. It's not just, oh, I'm buying this and it was at the store for 20 off, but I can get it here online for 50 or 60 off. Right. Why? 
let's ask ourselves why. And there is a reason behind that. And that is the shop worn concept. Yeah, 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 yeah. And if 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 a luxury brand does not want to resell through you or, or services like yours, does their merchandise end up in a landfill? Is is it still brand over environment, or has that been slowly changing? Some some brands still claim that they destroy merchandise, damage it. Some brands have been have been caught doing it. I'm sure, as as you brought it up, you've read the articles over over the years that. Yep. So and so company was was caught uh, slashing, destroying. Some do it, some don't. But today, it's it's a new world we live in. Sustainability is such an important important message, and 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 something that everybody is concerned about. And why should something be sent to a graveyard because it's a season or too old? Someone will enjoy it. There is you know th- there is an aspiring consumer who may not have the means today to buy something that's the latest, newest, greatest thing out. But they're okay with owning something that is two years old by season, by design. Why should it go to a landfill? Why not, from a brand perspective, build a consumer's allegiance and then as they progress in life and maybe have more disposable income, they then become a full price purchaser of that brand. And and that's what we encourage. As I said, we like to work with the brands, not against them. I absolutely agree with everything you just said. And are there, I mean, are there are there still brands out there? They used to be called, I guess, no discount brands, right? Like brands that just 100% never, ever give any discount on anything they sell. How do they get out of this? Or are they warming up slowly to that idea that, 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 that there should be a place like yours? Uh, I think they are. I don't think they're there yet. Uh, you know, there are certainly brands, if, if you're taking... Uh, Watch brands, you know, certainly a, a brand like Rolex, you know, they're they're blessed. They sell through all or most of their inventory. At least we th- we think they do. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but I, but I think every brand, as every brand is warming up to the new reality, and I think uh, COVID really pushed that up by a couple of years. Um, yeah, I think all brands will warm up to it eventually. Some will have more, some will have less, but I think the fact that that we sell the goods for what they are, don't sell them for what they're not, which is brand new, quote unquote. Uh, I feel that uh, there's an enormous opportunity for both both Shopworn as well as the brands to uh, to control their inventory and have a reason why certain things are selling at a bigger discount. Yeah, yeah, makes tons of sense. And and we talked a little bit about the environmental angle um, and how important it is for today's customer. I, I guess it's also, it, it starts being important for even today's luxury goods consumer. Do you as a brand talk about the environmental angle a lot? Do you bring that into your messaging? Absolutely. We, we have two, uh, two things that are very important on the consumer facing side and some of that even rolls over to the brand facing side in our messaging authenticity and sustainability two very large platforms that are very important to the consumer uh now and uh, there are uh many sites out there today that have 100 100 more authenticators uh and those authenticators can do the best job they can do, but they can never be 100% certain. 
only a brand can really 100% authenticate their problem. Shopworn doesn't need any authenticators, never had one, never will. Our merchandise only comes from two places, either the brand themselves or their authorized retail network. So I don't have to have any authenticators, yeah. which in today's world, again, it's, it's, it's a big plus, and our, our consumers love it because they don't have to worry yeah. Did this fall off a truck? Were, were, were parts changed that are not factory parts? The item sure. still works, but is it 100% authentic? And trust is, trust is one of the most important ingredients of any brand, right? And then your brand, it's even 10x as important, right? I mean, you need to, you, you're immediately wondering why, right? Like, why right. is this 40% right. off? You know, and, and, right. then, and, then, and then your mind goes to all kinds of places. <laughs> so, yes, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. So, so it's, it's always important for us to continue. Seven years old, I think even if we're 20 years old, as you get... Uh, new consumers, which of course we, we try to grow every day. We have to continue um, banging home that message so they understand why yeah. and yeah. who we are. And, um, and, and this, is, this is a big, big question that so many listening to the show are interested in when, when I have a guest like yourself on. And, and I don't believe I ever, I ever got to ask anyone this on air, but I think it's so it's so important for so many entrepreneurs um, who are in a similar position like yours. The burning question is, how do you launch um, and market a two-sided marketplace? So basically, you have to ensure you have both the brands as well as the customers on board to launch successfully. And the question is, who came first, the, the, the brands or the consumers? And how does that play out from a messaging perspective, constantly having to make sure that, 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 that both of your audiences, so to speak, are engaged and excited? Right. So the answer as to when we started is neither came first. I'll tell you who <laughs> came first. When, when, we, when we conceived this idea and uh, went to the, um, uh, to the watch show in Basel, uh, Switzerland, that, that used to happen. I'm sure, as you know, it was yeah. uh, canceled as of a year ago and uh, may, may or may not be relaunched as a, as, as a new venture. 90% uh, or so of all merchandise actually came from brand retail network stores uh, who, again, because of, of war, of unrest in the world, had to move out those items. 90%. So the, the retailers, the retailers were were and 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 maybe still are one of your biggest one of your biggest uh, stakeholders. Were were were, but it but it was always done with the knowledge of the brands. As we continued to grow, as years you know, as the years went on, we were able and and brands saw that we kept our word. We sold it as shopworn on shopworn and sold it for what it was more and more brands came to us direct where today 85 percent of our goods come directly from the brands uh we are in the secondary market as 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 you know um brands for the in my opinion for the first time ever uh, gave us endorsements we got endorsements from the brands it's something to my knowledge that has never happened before in the secondary market world. It's amazing. So that, that to us was beyond a shadow of a doubt, proof of concept 
and we knew we had something special that was going to really disrupt the luxury world. So you so so you got the retailers on board in the beginning, and then obviously with your steep discounts, the consumers weren't too far from it because they saw it, and 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 that was of course something for them to get excited about. It was, but but we don't focus on the discount. The discount is not really where the focus is. Yes, the consumer is definitely getting uh, getting an item at an advantageous price, but the more focus is on authenticity and sustainability. Once they understand mm-hmm. why they're getting it at, at, at a discounted price, everybody wants to get a great deal. But then that's off the table. And the focus really is on they're getting something real that they wanted. Just so happens they're getting it at a fab- fabulous price because of our concept. It becomes more meaningful, right? It's, yeah. it's not just about the price. It is about something something deeper and something, yeah. something more. Um, yeah. How how does it play out from a messaging perspective? Do you mainly message message um, to to consumers because uh, everything else happens in the back end? Exactly. We we try to present our website as well as the brands on par with the way the brand first presented that item when it was brand new and in season. Uh, you know, we we feel that it's very important to walk hand in hand and stand. On that uh, on that line with the brands, and not just be opportunistic. We are here to protect the brand's integrity and to present this past season item with the same luxury feel as it was when it was a brand new in season item. And uh, we 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 feel it's very important. We feel our customers should always be treated with white glove service uh, from from personal notes going out to them. On a purchase to a follow-up call to say thank you, it's it's who we are as a company that came from who I am as a leader. Yeah, yeah, makes makes perfect sense. It always comes from uh, from whoever whoever is uh, is is directing it, so to speak, right? Um, yeah. When 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 people shop with you. How do you keep them engaged with the brand so that they have awareness and turn into repeat customers, right? So someone buys something once, how do you how do you keep them in your universe? How do you get them excited to be a repeat customer? We have retention marketing. We are using various uh, different softwares to go out to those people. Uh, we segment based on their purchase. We don't like to bombard people. If, if we know someone is not interested in a watch, but only in writing instruments or in jewelry, we like to segment to them and not bombard them with emails that they're not going to be interested in or text messages that they're not going to be interested in. Um, makes makes sense. And, and, we, and we have so many people that over the past seven years buy from us i mean really monthly it's 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 truly amazing uh you know we uh, back in uh, december uh myself included as well as our our sales team and customer service team we just called customers just to say thank you which which in and of itself many customers were shocked they almost fell off their seat because (laughs) who today in today's world calls to say thank you i wasn't calling to try to sell them something just calling to say thank you but and and the response we got from many of them was, you don't need to sell me. 
I come. Shop One is a place of discovery. I know you're always getting new items. In. We are updating the site, you know, three, four, five days a week with new product. Most of what we sell or much of what we sell are singles, ones and twos. Makes sense. It comes from a store, so a store doesn't have 300 of something. Uh, so it's really a place of discovery, and it's a place of introduction of brands that they never heard of. A lot of the brands we carry are, uh, especially from a jewelry standpoint, are very, very exclusive brands in Europe, in Italy, and they have a very small market share in the U.S. So not only uh, do uh, do shoppers get to discover new brands that they normally wouldn't see unless they were traveling, but we're a brand ambassador. We're helping these brands build up their uh, their foothold in in the United States as well as other places where where it may not be carried. And you know, be, because your items, there's only one or two of, of the same. Most most often, just one. Um, there must be there must be that excitement and that thrill of the hunt, right? Like for collectors exactly. of watches, right? I mean, it, they it, must refresh the page every other day and be it, like, it, exactly. I can't tell you. I mean, from from my old days when we were a mom and pop company, as opposed to now, uh, you know, a larger growing company. You know, how many texts I used to get from customers. And they would say, oh, I see you just added such and such. And I was like, yeah. how did you see it? It literally went up 30 seconds ago. <laughs> it, you know, and it's, but it's a good problem. It's a good problem to have. And, and, a, and a lot of that, again, comes from who we are as a company and, and how we treat our consumers. Yeah, that's 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 fantastic. Um, we, you and I chatted about this, um, every, you know, j just for just for a split minute before we went on air. But um, the name, right? Shop worn is a very descriptive name. Um, you can actually find it in the dictionary. Not not everyone is familiar with it, right? Um, in hindsight, did it help um, or did it hinder you as a brand? So first of all, don't believe what you read in the dictionary. Uh, we're still trying to figure out how only to get, believe uh, Twitter, how right? To get, <laughs> how, how to get Webster to change that uh, that definition uh, because it's it's really uh, not true. Shop one is very descriptive, and 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 what it really means it's an item that was in a retail store that was never consumer sold, consumer owned uh, during its original introduction of a season or even two seasons if if the brand didn't change that particular line or particular product uh on a seasonal basis so how is that and different from the dictionary the dictionary calls shop one dirty torn ripped oh It like like used basically back in the 1920s yeah. like you yeah. shop one is not used we created a new category that never existed before There was always brand new, and there was always pre-owned. Uh, we know how hot today uh, pre-owned secondhand is from yep. clothing uh, to jewel. But in pre-owned, there is no way, unless the brands are selling it, no way to prove authenticity. Mm -hmm. Shop One created this new category, uh, and we're still... Uh, what we believe the, the, we are the, the, the leaders in this category, which, which is fantastic, of an item that's not brand new. It's shop-worn, but it's not pre-owned either. Mm -hmm. And who wouldn't want to own 
something that has never been consumer owned at the same price, the same value that you would buy something that was pre-owned. It's a no-brainer. And now coming back to the to 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 using the term shop worn as, as as a brand name, it it sounds like you it it describes it outside of the 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 misleading dictionary term, right? But it's it describes what you what you get. Um, so it kind of like lures people in. Did 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 you feel like that's actually a strength of the name? I think if you look at it, just taking the word, removing it from our business. It's a hindrance. That being said, it's a word that, and myself and my partners have debated many, many times, as I'm sure you can imagine. Sure, yeah. Should we, should we change it? Shouldn't we change it? And in the end, the answer is always no. It's just about getting out the right messaging, the right branding, because that really is who we are. And even though it's an industry term, over the last seven years, we feel we've done a a very good job in explaining who we are and what a shop worn item actually is. Uh, but we are certainly uh, always open to to grow and do more. So certainly, Fabian, if you if you have any thoughts or ideas, you know, throw, <laughs> throw them at me. I am uh, ready, willing, and able to uh, you know to accept them and uh, and chat about it. There's always there's always change there's always growth but I I I I, I very much um, appreciate your answer to, to that yeah I I like to say all the time you know be confident in your vision but be flexible in your approach yeah I like that I like that a lot um, you deal with with some with some highly established uh, very well respected brands day in day out um, as well as many retail brands. You yourself created a brand, which we obviously just spent 25 minutes talking about. Um, what does what does branding that 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 very misleading and misunderstood and often hated for the wrong reasons term? What does that term? What does branding mean to you personally after going through all of this? It's really, to me, it's about communication. And I, I think communication obviously is important in, in everything we do from, from within our company uh, uh, to uh, conversations internally as well as with consumers. It's really all about the proper communication and getting that message out there and making the, the consumer, as we are a consumer brand, uh, feel comfortable in what they're doing. And it's, it's a continuing, I don't think you can ever uh, say, okay, we've done it. We've accomplished what we wanted to. I think it's a continual process that we'll be doing, uh, you know, for the next 25 years. I, I, I think it's yeah. very, very important to always continue and, and always change. But when we first started out, we, um, we made a, uh, a minute and a half video. Uh, which explained what ShopOne is. And we still have it, but as we've evolved, we're now in the process of making a new updated video because a lot of things have changed in seven years. Sure. So we're going to improve on the messaging. Uh, the video was, it was very well done and it's, um, uh, you know, with quote unquote cartoon characters. We're not sure how to proceed yet to make the new one, maybe having live actors, but really uh, enhancing it because the world has changed so much as have we as a company. 
And I think that, you know, the question, will it be cartoon characters again? Will it be real actors? I think a lot of that, a lot of the answers lie in in who you are as a brand, right? And how you want to be perceived. And that's, um, you know, that's a, that's a nice little segue into... <laughs> oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, it is. I just wanted to add one more thing just, just uh, in that, because I, I think it's very important. We, we've started to invite uh, customers randomly uh, into focus groups that we run just to get to get their feedback where they want to see improvements what they're happy with and uh, we ask them these branding questions and messaging questions as well so we can continually evolve uh, in in our messaging and how we present ourselves and very often um, and, and and thank you for 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 sharing this because very often, it is the customers who can describe your brand better than you can yourself because you're too close to it, right? And so exactly. you you can't read you know the label when you're inside of the bottle. It's the, the the old the old saying, and it is so true, right? I mean that's how I make my living because I can look at things from the outside, and to me it's so much easier, right? And if I work on my own brand, I get stuck because that's just how it works. It's it's how it works, and I feel very blessed myself to have the ability to sometimes be able to remove myself from the closeness of the situation and look at it as an outsider. It's not uh, something that, that many people have, but I feel that I have that ability. Some of my partners don't have it, but I do, and, I, and it's been very helpful for myself in, uh, in assessing situations, both positive and negative. It takes uh, it takes some quite some focus to be able to do that, um, but but it's a it's a great gift. I'm I'm glad I'm glad you have that. <laughs> it's a it's a great gift, and I didn't always have it. But over the past three years, if we've started to grow, I found it had it was essential yeah. in uh, in being able to be successful in what I'm doing. Yeah, to keep pivoting, to keep changing, to allow it. Um, what when when if if we could if we could put your entire um, uh, brand through a funnel, and my listeners know this question is coming up as usual. Um, could you describe your brand in like one or two words that that basically like that 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 really describe the brand from the inside out, from the retailers and the brands and uh, that that you use and, and the customers and and everyone really where you feel like. This is a word or two that you can put out there that really signifies what your brand stands for. So the the, the answer is yes, but as the old game show uh, used to go, I can name that note in, or I can name that tune in three notes. I'm going <laughs> to give you three words. We we like to call it the CTT, which is controlled, trusted, and transparent. That is the three pillars. Those are the pillars of our company controlled from the brand aspect, mm -hmm. trusted from the brand and the consumer aspect, and transparent from the brand and the consumer aspect. Who would want anything more of a partner, whether you're a consumer or a brand, if you have those three things? And that that is who we are. Fantastic. And how how do consumers experience that transparency when they go through kind of like the shopping, you know, uh, funnel? Like how do they how do you gain gain their trust? They experience it from from pricing mm -hmm. as to you know they know why they're getting something at such an advantageous price uh, and, you know that that will be transparency and trust they appreciate it from if they bought something and they call up three weeks later and that item was reduced a little bit many companies would say sorry return it if you don't like it 
we make the adjustment. That we we it's it's that white glove service mm -hmm. from a consumer standpoint that makes them believe. Now, did they believe from day one? No, but we've built up a reputation. We have uh, you know uh, fantastic uh, reviews. Uh, we underpromise and overdeliver. Uh, you know, uh, when you read customer comments, it has to it, eventually, you know, as you get more and more of them, it has to mean something. Yeah. And um, we and we're certainly transparent with our brands from from giving them quarterly sell through reports. So they they see, oh, look at this. I look how good shop one did with this thing. Mm -hmm. I think I have three stores in the Midwest that didn't do well with this. Let me see if we can do a stock balance with them. Mm -hmm. So we give them information that helps them as well as helps us. Fantastic. Very good. To to close to close things uh thing, things off slowly here. Um any advice for 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 new founders um you know any any brand advice or business advice as a as a takeaway from your end that you'd uh, like to yeah, share? I, 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 I think I shared it a little while ago, which shame on me. I guess I, I didn't know this question was coming, but I, I guess I should have. I, I, I guess I should have should have anticipated it. Uh, that I mean, if you have a vision and you truly believe in what you're doing, then as a, as an entrepreneur, uh, as an idea person, you need to carry that forward. Uh, you can't play scared, but you really have to be, as I said, flexible in your approach listen to others get advice don't think you know everything and put surround yourself with a fantastic team because we have surrounded ourselves which what which uh, which uh, with a team that we consider to be a dream team and it's it's very important have trusted people around you um that also believe in your philosophy Absolutely, it's everything. I totally agree with you. And if you if you're not able to to hire them yet, then get an advisory board and and just have have people that that way, right? That uh, that can be a sounding board. Absolutely. This this is not it's not the it's not an overnight success. You you need to go through you need to go through the paces. Yep. And build build slowly i mean you know this this has been a seven year uh, process to get to this point amazing and we've 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 proven concept and it's very important and we've done it on our own uh blood sweat and tears not others yeah 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 and there's many of those blood sweat and tears along the way <laughs> so now let's not look into the past but into the future what's what's next for the shop worn brand what are you excited about in the next in in the next uh, couple of months or the next half year i i think as uh you know as we discussed earlier as the more and more luxury brands are um are accepting the internet and accepting the secondary market I think 2023 is going to be an incredible year for Shopworn from a revenue standpoint, from getting more brand partners on board. Um, as, as, as we all know, the, the world itself is going through inflation mm -hmm. and, uh, and, and struggles and war. And we truly believe that there are going to be um, lots of opportunities that the brands are going to need uh, 
help with moving past season merchandise. Mm-hmm. And uh, we just think 2023 is going to be such a year of growth and new partnership. And, you know, it, it's such a big impact for the brands to, to now trust the internet more and, 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 and trust Shopworn that we see huge growth and we're so excited for, uh, for 2023 to, to move on. January blew by and uh, we expect the rest of the year to blow by as well. Just very, very, very uh, exciting about the opportunities that lie ahead for us this year and certainly well into the future. Very, very happy, happy for you, and excited uh, to 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 see how things things progress. Uh, I might not, I might not update my browser every day, but I sure will check in quite a bit. Um, <laughs> um, how well, can, thank you, thank how, you. How can people follow uh, Shopworn and uh, maybe on social or how, what is the best yeah. place to get to know the the brand? Uh, we have Twitter, Instagram. We have, you know, is out there as well as you know certainly on our website and sign up for our newsletters uh we're going to start expanding our blog posts and have that done on a weekly uh on a weekly basis brand introductions it's not all about selling so if you want to learn about brands certainly uh you know sign up to our mailing list and um you'll get you know hopefully useful information uh every week fantastic Larry, you jumped onto this pretty last minute, and I want to thank you again on air for that. Um, really, really uh, great that, that 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 we made this happen. Thank you for for all the insights and the knowledge, and 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 for sharing sharing your brand journey. My, 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 my pleasure. Uh, I'm going to ask you a question, and please answer honestly. I'd like to uh, offer for for your listeners uh, a code, if if you'd like, that they can get the thirty percent off on a yes. purchase. Um, I don't have that code yet, but if you give me what that code wants to be, when we hang up with this call, I will have it set up and we Absolutely. can certainly offer that. The, 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 code, so. the code, Larry, and to all my listeners is hitting the mark. So with the code hitting the mark, you will get some sort of extra discount on the already discounted uh, prices. Correct. With the code of hitting the mark, uh, you will get an extra 30% off of our already discounted prices on any item that is not already on a flash sale or something like that, which is yeah. very few. It, it, yeah. it, 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 it'll be applicable to, you know, 99% of, of the things on our, on our site, unless it's currently on a, you know, blowout sale where there's, you know, where we're already uh, giving it away. Well, thirty percent on top of all of that is pretty amazing. So, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm glad that I'm not charging for this uh, podcast because I'm going to lose all my listeners because after this <laughs> they're all going to be broke. So, um, <laughs> thank you, Larry. I guess uh, again, um, and uh, and and good luck with everything in the future. Great, thank you so much, Fabian. Thank you for having me. Larry Birnbaum of Shopworn, who off air told me that even once your 30% discount expires, which I think might be sometimes in February, to just call the office and they'll still grant it to you. (laughs) This says so much about how a brand that came from a small family-run business has not lost its soul, regardless of the growth it has experienced. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. And if so, please do subscribe, rate, and share the show. I say this every time. It would help the show to spread tremendously. Just give it a quick rating. Take a minute right now. We would appreciate it. 
Hitting the Mark is produced by my consultancy, Finian, where we create clarity for brand transformations. This episode was edited by Everett Barton, and the Hitting the Mark theme music was written and produced by the one and only Happiness One. I will see you next time when we once again will be hitting the mark.